It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Hi, Ryan. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. We made it. And again, welcome to another edition of Community Conversations. Today, we have Robin Clay in, the hospice liaison at Emeticis, which is the parent company here in Omaha of Care. Welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Now, before we get too involved in all things Care, tell us a little bit about your background. And are you from Omaha? And Yeah, so I'm from Lincoln originally, Um, moved away after high school down to the south and never thought I'd be back here, but I've been here for about 10 years now. Um, So moved back to Omaha. Um, I have, my husband and I have two kids. They are five and and almost six. He is counting down the days. Um, But I went to school in, in Arkansas, graduated with a degree in biology and came back here for grad school. Cool. Haven't left. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome back. We're glad you're here. So your title is Hospice Liaison. Yes. So how did you get to be this? How was your career path? (laughs) Yeah. So like I said, I um, went to school for biology and then I went to grad school for biomedical research and, you know, life kind of happened and I started working clinically and then got into some business development, marketing, um, and then I've been in this role as hospice liaison for about um, a little over two years. And so my background's always been in some sort of, of healthcare in the field of really helping people. Um, and as a hospice liaison, I get to, to talk about different levels of care every day and really got here from personal experience. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I had family members um, sign on to hospice. And mm-hmm. at that time, I had no idea what what it was, what that meant, um, and it can be a little bit of a scary word, um, yeah. but I got to really understand what it was about, and then it just became important for me to be able to tell that to the community, tell that to, to patients and families, and um, it's so much more than, than what it was originally created to be. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Hospice can be a scary word. Yes. It really can. And Yeah, and it can, and I feel that most of the times it's because people don't quite understand what it means and right. what it entails and what it isn't. Right. Um, so what does it mean? Yep. So really we are there um, for, you know, when there is some sort of life-limiting illness, mm-hmm. um, but really we come in to just focus on quality of life, focus on on comfort, extra eyes, ears, and hands for, for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, when they just want to say, I just want to live my life and I, I want that support, yeah. um, but I just want to focus on, on quality rather than invasive and aggressive measures. Right. That's so important, mm-hmm. especially I have an aging mother yeah. and my mother-in-law is up there as well. And so we're starting to have these conversations. Yeah. And it is a little scary to them, but having places like what you offer is like so comforting to know that this exists right here in Omaha. Yes, yeah. So, um, so Acera Care is here, and that's 
hospice and palliative care, right? Correct. So what is the difference between hospice Mm -hmm. and palliative care? Yeah. So palliative care, the focus with palliative care really is goals of care, advanced care planning, um, and symptom management. So palliative can come in when someone still wants to go through, whether that's therapies or treatments, they want to go and see their regular physician, Mm -hmm. Um, they want to go back and forth to the hospital and do, you know, aggressive measures as they come up. Okay. Um, But they want a little bit of extra support. And we actually come to patients' homes or wherever they call home, Mm -hmm. um, our nurse practitioner does to to see them. Wow. Okay. and then on the flip side, that hospice comes in um, when we've made the decision or physicians have made the decision with families to say, you know, we, we don't want to pursue that aggressive treatment. The goal is to not go back and forth to the hospital. Right. I'm okay not going back and forth to my regular physicians um, and just want to focus on, on quality of life. So we have an entire team that comes in to, to see them, nurses, aides, social worker, chaplain, um, and addresses symptoms, um, mm-hmm. but doesn't, you know, just focusing on that quality of life and comfort. Right. I love it that you go to where they are at. Mm-hmm. My experience with hospice has always been putting somebody in a place yeah. to be taken care of. And, you know, it's gone both ways. It's gone well and not so well. Yeah. But the fact that they can stay where they're most comfortable, I think, goes a long oh, way. Yes. Right? For Not only for the patient, but for the family as well. Exactly. Right? We will provide care wherever someone calls home. Good. Um, and if at some point they do need to go to somewhere just for, for a higher level of care, we follow with. We help in that process. That's amazing. And that's so needed anymore. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so a Sarah Care is hospice, palliative care, but a medicine the home or the Mm -hmm. parent group does have home health here in Omaha. Correct. Yep. So in Omaha, we have palliative care with a SARE care. We have hospice with a SARE care and then a medicist home health. Um, And then we also have hospice care throughout the state of Nebraska and then palliative care in Grand Island as well. So right before we talked, we Mm -hmm. went over that list. And so the locations where you can get the hospice care is Council Bluffs. Lincoln, Kearney, O'Neill, York, and Norfolk. Yep, and Grand Island. Yep. Oh, and Grand Island, yep. that's right. They have uh, hospice and palliative. Correct. So this is a statewide organization yeah. that can help you and your family if needed. Yes. So tell me how do people even get involved with this? Because yeah. honestly, I didn't know you existed until my boss <laughs> handed me a card. And I was yes. like, okay, what is this? Yeah. So how do they get more information and get signed up? And yep. So a lot of times it is conversations that are happening, you know, whether it's with their physician or say if they are at a nursing home, um, social work can help. Mm-hmm. Um, but my goal is, you know, to provide further education to physicians' clinics, to hospitals, to nursing homes, but also community information because mm-hmm. there are times, um, you know, there's still that stigma of this happens, um, you know, right near end of life. Um, yeah. And that doesn't have to be the case. We have patients that are on hospice care for um, you know, weeks, months, years, graduating off of hospice, um, you know, going between the different levels of care of home health, palliative, hospice care. Um, so my goal is also to do things like this that is community education so that even um, a patient feels empowered to bring it up to their physician of what are my options. Right. Um, and so that is, you know, my goal here. 
So do you work with all the, like, the, all the hospitals, mm-hmm. all the doctors, every anybody that takes insurance, the yes. various mm-hmm. millions of groups, yep. anybody can use your service? Yes, yep. Um, so we have, there's multiple of, of me out in the community uh-huh. um, that works with the hospitals, the nursing homes, um, physicians clinics, so that when someone is in need of whether it's home health or palliative care or hospice care, that they're having those conversations. And mm-hmm. then what happens is they send a referral over to us for care. Okay. Um, and so we gather the documentation that's needed to be able to then provide cares. Okay. Um, now, we do also have families that, you know, may call in and just say, I would like some information. And mm-hmm. we, we do do informationals with oh, families. Okay. Um, just explaining about the different levels of care. And then from there, if they say, that is something that I that would be beneficial for mm-hmm. my loved one or, or for myself. Right. Um, I can then kind of work backwards and go to to their physicians and say, this is the conversations that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, is this kind of what you're seeing? And then be able to get documentation needed for, for okay. starting care. Perfect. So even if it's not doctor approved, you can still just give a call. Yeah. And then you'll, like you said, oh. work from there. Yep. So that's amazing. Yeah. How many people do you think versus doctor versus is there an even? I mean, is there a number? Uh, I would say most of the time, um, it does come from from the doctors mm-hmm. or or the hospital setting. Um, but occasionally, we have families that call in, and mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, applaud them for that for just finding out the information. Right. Um, you know, with with things like home health, they do a lot of of rehab services. They mm-hmm. have nurses. They have PT, um, physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, speech-language pathologists, social work support. So a lot of times that is, you know, as a result of something, that they now need a temporary rehab or wound care or something like that to step in for a a time period. Um, But things like palliative and hospice care, um, you know, sometimes is a little bit different. Yeah. and so when I get the opportunity to have conversations with with families, um, even if it's just to gather information, I applaud them for that because then we're not in a time of, of crisis and right. then having these conversations. Right. Um, because what's most important to me is that you know the options that are out there, whether you need them today, you know, next week or next month, next year, at mm-hmm. least you know what's out there so that you do feel... Um, okay to ask those questions and look into those things. Right, because more times often than not, it's usually during a time of crisis when mom or dad has fallen ill and you're like, oh no, what do we do now? So that is a great suggestion to reach out before you Mm -hmm. get there. Yeah. Look at your website, call and ask questions because I've been on that where it's like panic time. Yes. But now I like that thought a lot about, oh, let's really start thinking about this as, you know, our parents age. Yeah. And and with power Palliative care, um, you know, really we can come in with palliative care at any sort or any process, or any state of the disease process. Okay. Um, you know, so that if there is some sort of underlining um, disease or condition that is causing, you know, symptoms, you're having more more falls, more frequent doctor's mm-hmm. visits, um, you know, needing to use pain medication more, uh, more oxygen. Mm-hmm. I mean, any of those things, palliative can really come in, um, like I said, when someone is still pursuing 
treatments or therapies or is on home health Mm -hmm. um, and is on rehab services and can just kind of be an advocate at that point. You know, that may only look like a a visit once a month. Mm -hmm. um, Right. But, you know, then you have that extra support system there Mm -hmm. in place. And reassurance. Yes. That mom is going to be okay because someone's coming X amount of whenever we need you to be there, you're there. Yes. So this is this just for elderly patients, or can anybody no. use this service? Even like, say, a, a young child with a chronic illness, yeah. can we call you for that? Or so right now, um, we just do adults, so you know, eighteen and and, and older. But okay. you know, anyone older than that um, can use our services at any time. Okay, perfect. Now, one of the big things, as we know, end of life, or even if it's just hospice, it costs a lot of money. It really does. So how do folks pay for this? Medicaid, yep. Medicare, insurance? How does this all work out? Yep. So hospice is actually a 100% covered Medicare benefit. Oh. Um, oh. Same with Medicaid. And then a lot of the private insurances, you know, your Blue Cross, Blue Shield, United Healthcare, follow suit with that majority of the times. Okay. Um, so we will always help patients and families by checking the benefit for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But for hospice services specifically, um, it is covered at 100%. That includes all of our team members, any equipment that's needed. So if someone needs a hospital bed or a bedside commode, a walker wheelchair at home, that's all provided. Hmm. And then any medications related to diagnosis. I had no idea. Yeah. That's yep, amazing. That's some, yeah, something someone's paid for all of their life. So, right. Um, yep. <laughs> this is, is why a, we did this. Yes. I always say it's Medicare's best kept secret. But yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. And that, of course, like, huh, right. my brain is going, okay. Yes. But uh, so hospice is 100% yep. covered. Anything else? Is so, it just. Yep. So then with palliative care, it really kind of depends on a person's um, health insurance plan. Okay. Um, what we will do is verify benefits mm-hmm. so that someone has an idea of what they're looking at. I see a lot 100% covered. Sometimes it's 50% covered. So we will go through what that looks like as far as cost. Okay. Um, And then with home health, that is covered as well. So that includes, you know, their team of, of nurses, physical therapy, occupational therapy. Now there does have to have some sort of need and qualification um, for for these services. Um, so that's where we do get the doctor's order. But um, they are majority of the time covered by all health plans. Wow, I really had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a great deal because I think you're a little bit younger than me, but our insurance is always like, well, why do I still have medical debt? Yeah, <laughs> I have insurance, but whatever. So that's nice to know as we age yes. that everything we've paid into in the end yeah. will pay off. Yes. So... Yep. And um, here in, in Omaha, too, um, you, you mentioned, you know, a place for someone to yeah. go. Um, now, if someone is in some sort of nursing home, mm-hmm. long-term care facility, um, they have their own um, room and board right. kind of charges. Sure. Um, and same with, with there is a hospice house here mm-hmm. in Omaha. Um and you will be on hospice and at hospice house, but they still do have their room and board right. charge just to throw that out there. So I want to go back to when you said hospice isn't always for end of life. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, oh, yeah, this is it. But you, like you said, it could be, well, they've survived this terrible mm-hmm. whatever illness, cancer, sickness, yeah. and they just need some extra help. Yeah. 
Yep. So hospice, um, Medicare deems hospice care as a prognosis of six months or less, but okay. we don't always know. Right. So, um, you know, there if there is some sort of life-limiting illness, but mm-hmm. we don't always know what that means. Right. Um, now, there are certain qualifications that for some, someone has to um, meet to be eligible for hospice, but those mm-hmm. are things that we, we look at. Um, but like I said, we have some patients that are on for weeks, months, years, um, yeah. or sometimes even graduating off of hospice. Right. So every six months, because there is that six-month qualification, uh, mm-hmm. we will do a recertification process. Um, and some patients just need that extra support. Yeah. And then they do better. Right. Um, and so we graduate off of hospice, and at some point maybe they need to come back on, and then we come back on when needed. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It's really great. So I read, too, that Emeticis, the parent company, is one of the largest and most trusted in the U.S., and you've yes. all been serving people since 1982. Yes. Yeah, and so we've continued to grow. Um, we started you know, as home health and then added hospice, um, palliative care in some areas. They have personal, like, um, private duty home care as well. Mm-hmm. That is amazing, especially, again, as we have a big chunk of Americans that are elderly. Yeah. I think right now, is it that we have the highest numbers of boomers and above? I mean, it's high. <laughs> it is. There's a large number of elderly. And I've said this in other interviews as well, and I feel like America is one of those countries that we don't do so well at taking care of our elderly yeah. folks. Yeah. So knowing that this kind of a system exists yeah. makes me feel a lot better about yeah. my elderly mother. Yeah. And just the fact that we're talking and getting this information out to people, I mean, it really is as easy as a phone call. Yeah. Well, there are so many resources out there or programs out there, um, but it's always it's hard to know what's available and if you don't have someone helping kind of guide you in that process um you might get lost right exactly well yeah there's a lot i mean yes (laughs) thank you it's yes when i look at the stuff that my mother's gotten from the hospital it's just it's like a crazy equation like what is all of this yes so that's great to know that there are people that will help in Mm -hmm. a time of need yeah so as long as you've been doing this, do you have any, like, personal stories where you guys have helped and it's really improved someone's life? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I mean, every day what we do, even in a harder time in someone's life, I mean, the fact that we get to come in and be a support system. Mm-hmm. I have always said I've never had an experience where a family says, I wish I didn't have hospice or, oh, we started hospice too soon. But I hear all the time, I wish we would have had hospice care sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we really strive to become just an extension of someone's family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our things are, you know, what's really important to you? What matters most to you? And try to incorporate that because no matter whether it's palliative care, home health, hospice, this time of life should be just as important as as any other time in someone's life. Yes. Um, and we work with an, an organization called Dream Weavers as well. I love them. We yeah. just had them on. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. wonderful. What, yeah. do you, what do you do with them? So um, this is perfect timing because I this past weekend we just had a Dream Weavers 
story. Um, we had a patient on on hospice, uh-huh. still on hospice, and one of her wishes was to go skydiving. Oh. So she wow. went skydiving <laughs> this last weekend. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to go, but a lot of our team members were there with her family, and I got to see pictures and read about the story. Wow. Um, so that's got to be a highlight of, of my <laughs> month right now is that she got up there and... Um, even in the story, it says, you know, they asked if she wanted to take off her glasses and she said, no, I want to see everything. Um, you know, so just little things like that, that, um, when a lot of times when we, when we hear hospice, we think of this, you know, maybe a a darker time or a sad time. Mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, you know. And our team does a really good job of, like I said, finding out what matters most and incorporating that in. If it's chocolate milkshakes, you know, let's get chocolate milkshakes on the way to a visit. Right. Um, You know, or... I have uh, a nurse, and she has a patient that really always likes to have her hair done. So she sure. braids her hair when she's Aww. there. Um, you know, but finding out ways to just make this time just as special. You know, hold on to to the dignity and the quality of yes. life that someone is is really wanting. I think dignity, right there. That's the big mm-hmm. word of it, right? Yeah. Because so many folks just, you know, it's it's not fun yeah. the end of life for the family yeah. or the person it's scary yeah. it's the unknown but i think the fo- the fact that you all offer dignity that yeah. that's huge yeah you know and like you said even if it's just a milkshake yeah my grandpa was in hospice and all he wanted was those mini snickers <laughs> bars yeah. and i was like okay you want more of those well, i'll yeah. get you more but you know what why not yeah. it's the end of their lives and get them what they want make them comfortable yeah. and give them that dignity yes that's huge exactly And I always say, you know, when someone is on any of our services, like they are the captains of this ship. We Mm -hmm. are just here to kind of help navigate along. So it's as as much or as little as they want to need. Granted, there's certain qualifications and timely visits, those Mm -hmm. kind of things. Um, But they have a choice in all of this for as much or as little as they as they want with with our team mm-hmm. um, and with their visits, those kind of things. I love that that they can still be in mm-hmm. control if they're able to because yes. that's important. Yep. So tell me about how all of these services were affected with COVID. Did you guys get so busy it wasn't even funny, or what um, happened? Did it li- affect you a little bit? It did affect a little bit. Um, you know, we go into not only patients' homes but to um, you know facilities and things like that. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of restrictions come that time. Um, what we also made the choice to do was let's try to increase those visits when we can because people were, you know, they were lonely. They didn't get to see um, mm-hmm. some family. They needed extra support. You know, they decided now I want to keep my loved one at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might need They needed a little bit of extra support, um, mm-hmm. you know, so trying to increase visits where we can make them longer. Oh, I love um, that. You know, we also have volunteers now. Um, they were affected a little bit during COVID where mm-hmm. we couldn't have them in. Right. But, you know, now as things start to open up, being able to have volunteers so that even if there's just, you know, someone likes to scrapbook, um, you know, something like that. Um, But so it was, it was affected and, 
You know, it was a hard time, I think, for everyone in health care, everyone in elderly care, um, mm-hmm. you know, so. But we're hopefully on the on the tail end of that, right? Yes. Knock on wood. Let's <laughs> hope so, because that was a lot for everybody. Yes. My mother-in-law is very, very involved in her church, and since she had, couldn't go, mm-hmm. we really saw a mental decline in yeah. her, and she hasn't recovered. Yeah. So COVID was really hard on a lot of people for many different reasons. Yes. So let me ask this. So with all of the home care that you do or where you go to people where they're at, yeah. if somebody wanted to pass, yep. do you help with that? I mean, as much as you legally can because it's yeah. America. But, I mean, how does that work? I mean, we have, um, you know, support them in, in, in what they need. If they are having pain, if they're having anxiety, you know, being able to provide medications for that. Um, mm-hmm. But we kind of, you know, it just let nature happen as right. it's naturally going to happen. Exactly. Um, you know, we don't hasten death. We don't, um, you know, make it go quicker or make it last longer um Mm -hmm. just let things happen as they were to naturally happen while keeping a patient you know comfortable right exactly Mm -hmm. okay good to know so how many folks do you think in the omaha metro area use this i mean is it is it it, yeah, it's a, a lot. lot. Um, a lot? I mean, okay. hundreds and, yeah, okay. between all of our services with um, hospice and palliative care and home health, I mean, it's hundreds of people. Right. I'm sure. Good. And yeah. same for across the state. I'm sure yep. everybody's just as busy because, again, we have those high numbers of that aging population. Yeah. Yes. Now, once that aging population goes away, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's constantly aging, right? Yes. Do you see any changes ahead or have you seen anything change in the time you've been doing this? Um, I mean, I've seen it be busier. Um, right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping that the the reason that it, it is busier is because people are more open to talk about it. Right. And that is my hope for future generations. You know, we're at a point where um, the generation that is is needing hospice and palliative care, mm-hmm. you know, their, their loved ones, their sons and their daughters, um, you know, that are, are seeing it and being more okay with it. They're really right. seeing the benefit of it so that when they're at that point, yep. um, my hope is that it's easier to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more accepted. It doesn't have to be this scary thing. Right. Um, so that's my hope. <laughs> so yes. we'll see as generations pass. Right. And it's okay to ask for help. Yes. And like you said earlier, don't wait until it's that last moment where you're in a complete panic mode from what are we going to do? Have we gotten the burial yes. plot? I mean, plan ahead. Yep. And even if your folks are okay, yeah. it's still a good conversation yes. to have, right? Yep. Just to have the conversation and know that um, you don't have to have all of these things set in place to to use a service like hospice. We will help. We have a social worker that's there that can help in that process when we're ready to, to have those conversations. Right. Um, and she helps with any community resources and, and kind of guiding in those right paths. And we talked about, you know, there's a lot of things out there yeah um mm-hmm. but it's hard to know about those things um, right so having that support system um and then with hospice care also having someone on call 24 7 right so that makes a huge a huge difference and just the peace of mind yeah yeah so 24 7 how does that work say three o'clock and in, in yep. the morning and oh we need help with mom yep you call us and, and if we need to make a visit at three o'clock in the morning for hospice care, we will. Perfect. Um, yep. Outside of all the, you know, the schedule, they'll have scheduled visits. Um, but, 
you know, we are on call yeah. 24-7. You know, normally where someone would, you know, call the squad, we become the new 911. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. I like that better. Yes. <laughs> I really yes. do. Because yes. you don't, you get to keep that person where they are. And yep. that alleviates a lot of that yes. stress and uh, being afraid and yep. the unknown. I love that you come to yep. them during those scary yes. times. Let's so, be honest. No one loves to go to the hospital. No, <laughs> especially in an ambulance that costs a right. million dollars. Yes. <laughs> Don't use the helicopter. Yes. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no way. So this is wonderful. So tell us where we can find you online and a good phone number for everybody. Yep. So uh, you can go online to Emeticist. That is our parent company um, here in Omaha. It's a Sarah Care Hospice and Palliative. Um, and then our phone number to our direct office is 402 402- Nine two six two six eight zero. So even if someone just wants some basic information on on what the services that are provided, or wants a, a whole informational session, they can sure. call that number and connect with, um, you know, our our team and our liaisons can go out and do an informational visit. Perfect. So as a reminder, not. You're not only in Omaha, but again, you're across the state. Yeah. You're over in Council Bluffs, Grand Island, Lincoln, Kearney, O'Neill, York, and Norfolk. Correct. Yep. So I did give the number for the local office um, here in Omaha, uh-huh. um, but we can always connect with the the right oh, the right care center um, in another area of the state if needed. Right. So even if you live in Omaha and maybe your folks are out in New York, mm-hmm. you can still help everybody as yep. needed. Yep. All right, folks, so don't be shy. And again, start thinking about these and having these conversations with your parents. I know it's scary and can be potentially heartbreaking. But like you said, now is the time before you are at that panicky last mode, right? Correct. Well, it's been really great to talk to you, and I learned so much. Who knew that hospice was 100% covered? Well, I'm glad I could teach something today. Thank you. I feel so much better now when I talk to my mom. Like, she probably knows this, but still, it's great information. So thank you for coming in. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I'm Cammie Carlisle, and you've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book, and that was Robin Clay from Care. Thanks so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.